Undad is part of the Alberta Podcast Network and is powered by ATB. You are now entering part two of our Jana O'Connor interview. If you haven't heard part one, go back and listen to part one. Then you can listen to part two. That is how numbers work. Okie doodle. I had that ATV meeting the other day. They gave me a whole bunch of swag. Oh, nice. oh and we went to that wood woodwork. Oh yeah, yeah. Woodwork? Oh yeah, and I, I was the dick that ordered the most expensive thing <laughs> on the fifty-five dollars. Uh, what was it? What was it? Oh, it was like a steak <laughs> ribeye. That's it. Nice. Yeah. And uh, it was so fresh that I think I ate its memories. Like, I think it was like, oh, you passed it. Feel the pasture. I feel I'm being chased. What's that in your hand? And then, you know, I sensed this death. It was a delicious death. The digestion. Yeah, exactly. Happened. <laughs> uh, see, that's the thing as a vegetarian I never get to do. I never get to order the most expensive I know. thing on what, the menu, What would be the most expensive thing? Like, as a yeah. vegetarian, what, what would it be? Like? Maybe just the steak and then leave it there. <laughs> Hi, everybody. My name is Trent Wilkie, and this is the Undad Podcast. This is a podcast about being a parent in this bizarro modernity. Also, it's about teamwork. Because how else are you going to make a dream work? Hey, you dingleberries. Episode is titled Yana Oaken or Part Two. Another thing I wanted to say to you was like that's sort of the generation we're living in right now is that people were told they can be whatever they want and then they're realizing they can't. Yeah. Even if a kid could be an astronaut, how many astronaut jobs are there? Exactly. You're it hasn't served anyone. No. You know, and it's like, yeah, we're in the thick of it right now. I think, but it's yeah, it's that thing of like, right, at some point. Someone needs to make money. Yeah. Someone <laughs> needs to suck it up and say, you can still have your hobbies. Yeah. You know? And that's and I think part of what's weird about the arts community is that there's this veneer of the people who are doing it full time are the real ones. Yeah. Um, and it's like, no, people aren't making their living this way. Some people are, mm-hmm. but it's pretty rare. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to do a mixture of things mm-hmm. and to piece it together because it's kind of what we all need to do. Mm-hmm. And as artists, we're like... Given we we developed this skill set that I realized like one thing that's made me happy is that I have done these you know more normal jobs is that I see you know the skills that I've gained as an artist and having to do a bazillion things to make a living have really prepared us for what is now like the gig economy unfortunately and mm-hmm. you know thinking of ourselves in an entrepreneurial way and creating our own work and all those things is really good mm-hmm. but on the other hand you know like talking about going into the bank like I remember. Years ago, the first time we tried to qualify for a mortgage and just really it hitting me like, you know, anyone who knew us would go, yeah, these are two very successful people in what they do, Mm -hmm. but they do not represent as successful people (laughs) on paper. You know, it's so sad because it's like the things that we do as valued as they are in society are not truly valued in a financial way. Yeah. Yeah. And then you go, right, if I were in any other field, then, you know, and we'd done we'd put in this much work and we'd received this level of, you know, people respecting what we do. It would be reflected financially in a way that it just isn't. Right. So it's like trying to, like, come to terms with that and go just because I do something else for a while doesn't mean that it's over and I'll find ways to do the things. Thing still, yeah. 
you know, and really enjoy. I remember Jocelyn Olf talking about mm-hmm. after um, Oliver was born and the first time she went back and did a show at the Mayfield and just the sheer joy she had in performing. Yeah. And so much of the bullshit of like, I didn't get that part had slipped away. You know, it was just like perspective of having a family mm-hmm. that really come in and just the gratitude of being able to go and do it. And, you know, I certainly always felt that. Like whenever I perform, it's like, okay, this is, you know, this is great. But it can't, unfortunately, in the way that society is set up right now, it can't be the only thing. No. No, you can't. No. No. And the more that, you know, we cling to that because someone, not one person, but some sort of societal thing within our community says that as soon as you step away to do something else, you're not really good. Yeah. Or something, you know. And I don't know if anyone actually does say that, but it seems to feel like the burden on everybody's shoulder of like gotta prove that I'm in the game and yeah. I'm you know I'm there and I'm yeah. working and but that goes back to the word duty also a person's view of what is success mm-hmm. and what do I need to 100%. be successful and what the fuck does that mean yeah it's interesting you're still a whole nation away from the fourth biggest city in it's North America really like yeah. I, I uh, reached out to Paul Mather a couple of years ago and because he used to be the head writer on the irrelevant show back mm-hmm. in the day and he was on it with us and now you know just like killing it as a screenwriter yeah. um, and other things but I just said because I sort of went okay writing for TV maybe that's where I need to go because maybe there's some actual money in that yeah. and he said well you know here's all the things and he said but to try and do it from Edmonton is nearly impossible and then I landed the gig writing Caution mm-hmm. which was awesome I loved it mm-hmm. but it's like yeah it is impossible to mm-hmm. sustain that there just isn't that work here and to try to you know you think oh you can do anything remotely certainly this no 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 you still got to shake hands and make yeah. eye contact and people got to be yeah and you yeah. go, but aren't you looking for women in television? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you are, but not from here. Okay, yeah. great. Yeah. And I'm not going to move because we're yeah. pretty entrenched. So, yeah. yeah, it's interesting. If you're an artist, you know that banking can be difficult because your income isn't traditional. ATB's new arts and culture branch was built for you. You can finally get your banking done in a way that works for you and the industry you work in. Isn't it funny how people just sort of like goes back to the icon thing, identifying with a team. Yeah. What did the what was it the uh, during the World Cup the English put out an ad saying, um, "It's not her fault that your team didn't win" or something like that because the amounts of spousal abuse that went up after yeah. an English loss and they were preparing for it. Yeah. It's just like you look at the number and it's fucking staggering. I know. What the fuck? And the, all of that has been so normalized for so long yeah. that, you know, that didn't that didn't even used to raise eyebrows, yeah. right? It's like, yeah. Team, <laughs> now it's like, wait a minute. The team doesn't care about you. <laughs> the team's a, it, it, the team's a, it's a business. Yeah. It doesn't fucking care about you. Community outreach, yeah, because they're com- they're obligated by contract yeah. to invest money. It's not because they're trying to be good people. Now, th- don't get me wrong. There are some good people yeah. there, but it's not like they care about John Smith and row 44B. Like, it's just, it doesn't work. You care about them more than they care about you. It's an abusive relationship. It really is. Yeah. We get into a lot of those in this world. Yeah. Parenting is one of the most common things that people do, but there are emotional lows. Mm -hmm. Uh, And this is a serious question. Okay. Think about all the sleep you lost and all that stuff. Have you ever thought that you were actually going insane? Um, I've thought that I made a mistake, that I don't know if I have the fortitude to do it for sure. 
you know, imposter syndrome. Absolutely. And you just realize like also, and again, this comes back to the kind of improvisational nature Mm -hmm. of my life and, and of my life as a couple. Um, we, we kind of both dive in with both feet and then go, Oh, right. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Now we're in it. You know what I mean? And so it's like, uh, those moments definitely come where you're just like, Oh, you know, this is crazy that we attempted this Mm -hmm. and what have we done? What have we done? You know, but the, of course there's always those moments of like, just sheer beauty and but they go by so fast they go by so fast and it's the a crappy coaster. ones just sort of sit there and yeah like stare at you they do absolutely and also all the future worry stuff too yeah. and like the choices i think i we've been through a really challenging year this past year mm-hmm. and i ended up happening to read an article about i think he's norwegian mm-hmm. and he wrote an anti-self-help book that ended up being quite a cool self-help book and it was just all about how we're so far up our own asses Mm -hmm. because we've spent so much time me focused and am I happy and what do I want and you know be my best self self and fuck everybody else Mm -hmm. and if this isn't working for me in the moment then I'll just go do something else you know and Mm -hmm. uh and he talked about our loss of duty and understanding what we owe to society to our families to our communities and you know like having that outward focus for a change and I just thought that was so beautiful Mm -hmm. and so true of what it really takes to be a parent because you know there's all of this ego stuff and this self stuff that we've and you know especially I think our generation Mm -hmm. have been nurtured to believe is the most important thing taking care of ourselves I can do whatever I want I need to be like happy and then we but we don't really know what the definition of happy is right because it's like you you go well I need to be happy at my job and it's like okay well could you be happy at your job if you knew that your job was paying for what your family needs to live and that you were really fortunate to have this position and that it was challenging and interesting and no it isn't what you thought you wanted to do and there are a lot of other things you could do but you know what I mean yes I there's do. just like this perfect beacon mm-hmm. of happiness because and the other okay now I'm going to go off on a little tangent do but your thing let it flow let it flow baby <laughs> this is me beatboxing in the back seat for <laughs> oh, you <Trent>. damn. <laughs> <laughs> um I uh I just think about you know like in the moments when I'm doing the thing that I'm supposed to find the epitome of perfect happiness for me it's not perfectly happy either there's so much bullshit and there's struggle and there's you know what I mean so yeah. it's just like this clarity around you know, what happiness actually means. And to me, I'm realizing that a lot of it means just trying to find the joy in fulfilling my duty because mm. it's like, and I hate having to continually say the word duty looking at you because I know, I <laughs> know what you're poop. thinking. It also means poop. It's so true. There it's out. I got to know. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and I will say to the listeners that Trent was not betraying that thought in any way. He was being so professional, but I know. I'm a grown up. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's something that I found really comforting. And, you know, just the notion of like trying, I'm, I'm not much of a cook. Yeah. Uh, so I find that stressful, like needing to nourish my children in making sure they get healthy meals and yeah. everything they need. I find that stressful. Yeah, yeah. Um, but to try and find the joy and like, you know, just reframing it a little bit of like, this is something that I get to do and doing the dishes, trying to find the, you know, it's a moment to like care for the family and you know obviously it's an altruistic kind of framing that can't be possible at every moment but I feel like it's actually very helpful yeah because I've committed to this 
And that an interesting Whether thing. Whether I too, like it or not. Exactly. I've to it. Exactly. That's what duty is. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And there's this thing about, you know, questions around some people can walk away from it and some people can't and mm-hmm. how fair is that? And, you know, all these things that sort of come up in society you see and it's like ultimately, um, once you're in you like all, everything comes back to wanting the very best future for for them that we can mm-hmm. possibly create and knowing that no matter what we do we're going to fuck it up mm-hmm. because they you know there's no such thing as a completely well adjusted kid no matter mm-hmm. how hard you try and sometimes the trying is what really makes it worse mm-hmm. so you know knowing that but just trying to provide the most solid foundation there's that no you way can. to do it right but there's a million ways to fuck it up <laughs> exactly yeah. and some of them are hilarious and some of them are not and yeah. yeah you just try to do it with the best intention and and just that like trying to find the peace the sort of inner peace of like this is the phase of life that I'm in because that's the other thing too right is it it just has become so clear to me partly because we have this age gap so it's like oh right we were through all this yeah and then had the bright idea to go back there partly because it had been long enough that we didn't remember it totally starts over in a different way though because I think we are able to be a little bit more kind of appreciative of all the little moments because we aren't so like it's not new right it's like even though he's very different we're still we've done this before we don't totally remember it but we know we got through it once yeah and so it feels different and she's awesome and she's doing pretty great whatever we're doing let her instincts run us that way. let her raise him is basically the philosophy that as soon as he has all of his teeth he's going out in the world anyway right that's oh absolutely yeah Yeah. Yeah. so we did it She'd bring it, she's bringing back squirrels. Tooth test. <laughs> it's the tooth test. Yeah, are they strong? Are they strong? Yeah. Eh, bite through this door. <laughs> mm, not strong enough. When you bite through the door, you go through it and you don't come back. Exactly. Yeah. It's actually a real door, too. It's <laughs> no, not sure. a metaphor. No, no. That's a hard, <laughs> solid oak door. You so want those I, teeth I, to be strong. I forgot to ask you this, but we're going to do a little acting, little, uh, little acting sesh. Okay. Um, so this uh, thing that I didn't ask you to bring that reminds you of your child. Yes. What is it? Oh. Um, and it can be anything. Here, I'll give you some uh, some examples. Okay. So, uh, people have brought uh, chew toys. People have brought little uh, little action figures. Uh, some brought uh, a box of pencils. And do I do it separately for each of them? Uh, no, you can do, I would say, two for one. Or okay. you can just do one. Or you can you can actually just do whatever you want. It's your world, right? Yes. You don't have to have any image. Finally, in it's Jana's world. <laughs> I'm not weaving. Could you just get your hands off of Andrew's neck? Get your hands. <laughs> Sorry, sit. Andrew. Sit. Thank you. I thought in order for this to be Jana's world, I needed to dominate someone, and he's closer. Yeah, well, you, his soul has already been destroyed. There's no soul in him, so you're not going to get one from me either. So Okay. <laughs> I know you need a soul power in order to do your thing. I do. Yeah, Here's a soul. Wow. There, do your soul. Why can't I ever just get a soul already? They've all been vanquished. That's true. The battle for the souls happened a hundred years ago. <laughs> that's so true. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. What's the thing? Uh, the first thing that springs to mind is probably true of both of them, and it's little things that they collect when we go out on walks because we love being out in very nature. Cool. Yeah. And so they're very much about like finding little pieces of things, and so we end up with just you know like acorns and leaves and god only knows what in our house actually this great olive came home from school one day with a box full of what she said were rocks that she'd found on a walk in the river valley but i swear to god they're bones they're big bones (laughs) and they have like question mark (laughs) they have moss growing on them and and (laughs) 
<laughs> and so she's like, they're rocks, mummy. And I, I was kind of stunned that yeah. the authority figures allowed her, in her life allowed her to bring those home. <laughs> they were just terrified. Uh, they were. <laughs> I was like, okay, I, we may have just stumbled on, you know, an unsolved mystery. Like Robert Stack might be calling. <laughs> Is that who that was, Unsolved Mysteries? Did I I just pull out a cool reference? (laughs) You pulled out a reference, but we're going (laughs) to still decide. Jury's out of its cool. cool. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, the bones. And then they just made a reappearance because (laughs) they ended up in a treasure box. (laughs) I'm not really sure what this says. And Gus brought them out into the living room. He's like, Mommy, I don't like this. I don't want it in my room. share a room I hope it didn't have <laughs> and it was the GD bones again <laughs> same bones I swear not mommy, new bones mommy, not different bones the bones they whisper to me. <laughs> I was like yeah no kidding you don't want that in your room how did those get in there they tell Why me to hurt the pets at the Alberta Podcast Network we have something for everyone from cooking to film Wrestling to hockey. Storytelling to networking. We have it all. And to coin a phrase usually reserved to describe the devil's lettuce. We are totally homegrown. Totes local dog. Visit us at www.albertapodcastnetwork.com and give your mind the gift of thinking. One of the one of the things that I find neat about, about kids is how uh, you see yourself in them Mm. um do you ever see one of your kids doing something super annoying super annoying and you know that they got it from you oh yeah all the time yeah Yeah. well i think i mean just anytime all of questions me or you know stands up like why i'm like yeah that's me (laughs) it's being revisited upon me yeah yeah absolutely yeah but and I equally see things that my partner would normally do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm able to identify <laughs> those as well. Yeah. And you <laughs> always bring readily. those up. Oh, you yes. Are, you are, you're already working <laughs> on your problems. Exactly. Yeah. But it might be instructive if I point it out to yeah. him. Actually, you should just create a list. Yeah, yeah. And always bring it up, but bring it subtly, right? It's yeah. not like life isn't fair. But, you know, a little more just subversive. Seed it into the day. Exactly. Yeah. That's if just it, like If he has a favorite this. pillow, just sort of write out on the pillow all of his, you know, <laughs> faults. Yeah. It works with me in Inside my relationship. Inside the bottom of his shoes yeah yeah uh one more thing you had mentioned duty which kind (sighs) which kind (laughs) i mentioned Uh, both kinds i think and one of the things that you and i do for a living is go out and have fun Mm -hmm. that's one of the things that i've had to realize that having fun is and i'm glad you really you really put it into perspective for me because it it, i always i'll go out uh, i'm gonna go do a show or i'm gonna go you know perform somewhere for somebody um, some people, and she'll always say, have fun. And I'm always like, huh, this isn't fun. Hmm. I'm going to have fun. Mm-hmm. A part of my performance is me having fun mm-hmm. and people seeing the authenticity of that and enjoying it with me. But it's not fun. It's yeah. work. Yeah. And the word duty is the word I'm going to bring up with. I think it's going to be a healthy conversation. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to me sitting there frustrated and trying to say, well, I got to do, you know, it's fun and it's all this stuff. And I interviewed uh, one of the stray cats, the bass player. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I said, what was it like to make money from your art? He's like, I don't make money from my art. I make money from rehearsal. Hmm. I get paid to rehearse. The stuff I do on stage is for free. Yeah. That's sort of the the analogy I was giving her. But now I think it is the, the duty is the word I would say. Yeah. 
Um, and that's because people see, you know, people on stage and they think, oh man, I would just love to do that. You just play music and all that stuff. And they don't understand like the 10,000 hour rule of rehearsal. No. Like in order to succeed in anything, you have to have put umpteen hours of rehearsal and practice and sitting there and, and hearing people say that this isn't funny or that's not good or I don't get it and dealing with that type of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And that's another good thing about having kids is because you get to work with them and they will tell you. If things aren't funny oh, yeah. or if your face looks stupid <laughs> or if your clothes don't fit exactly. or or if you have a weird smell. <laughs> um, yeah. Daddy, you smell like my fingers after I put my fingers in my butt. <laughs> Is that because you put your fingers on me? No. OK, then I guess I do <laughs> exactly. need to address that. Exactly. Well, daddy's going to take a shower <laughs> in bleach, a cleansing fire. <laughs> yeah. One of the best moments for me for that in terms of like trying to help my daughter understand, you know, one of the things that I do. And, and particularly because I was really fortunate to mostly be home with her, mm-hmm. uh, with, you know, exceptions here and there. But because of the Irrelevant show, um, I was able to also sort of be a stay-at-home parent. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so she only ever saw that side of me. She didn't really al- always see me going off to work. Mm-hmm. So I was really thankful that she was old enough to come to what ended up being our last recording at the Arden of oh, the Irrelevant wow. Show. Um, because it was just so important to me works. that, yeah, I know. Yeah, and they're yeah. amazing. That's been, you know, no mm-hmm. offense to other venues we've recorded in, but the Arden's always been mm-hmm. a fave of mine. Such a beautiful venue. And they were so good to me when I got to come back after being put on bed rest with Gus and I got to do a recording before he was born. I actually reached out to Elizabeth because yeah. I said, do you think they could get me a stool so that I can record the show? I don't want to miss another recording. And, they, and she everyone said, there was so great. Fuck no. Yeah, she said, come on, stand <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah. Stand be, up. A, be a woman, Jana. Yeah, and if you have that baby on stage, I don't want to hear it. Yeah, so her being able to see that side of me and and the joy of of what I do, um, I think is also important because yeah. as much as it's about you know taking care of them and and making sacrifices and doing the things that you know we need to do as a family to keep us all healthy and safe and mm-hmm. um, also being able to celebrate those moments where we really get to do the thing that we really love or mm-hmm. you know because as much as I say it's not perfect happiness doing that. It's pretty close. Yeah. You know, particularly in, in that gig, like getting to do those live shows was like nothing else because the audiences were so amazing and it was just so fun, you know? So to have had her be able to come and see me be that person who I was before she came along and, you know, still remain, but that she doesn't always see was pretty huge. That is very cool. Yeah. That is very, very cool. So I hope the CBC will put us back on the air so Gus will get to see us when he gets to that age. They shouldn't take that away from your son. Exactly. I really feel like they didn't consider that in the decision. That sounds like a civil lawsuit, actually. (laughs) You're right. Yeah. Maybe an uncivil lawsuit. Oh. You in? CBC to the burn unit. Uh, if uh, Is there anything that uh, I didn't ask you that you thought I was going to ask you and uh, anything that you didn't want me to ask that you hoped I wouldn't ask hmm. so that I can ask you it now? <laughs> no. I I think I wish I would have had better answers about the daughter I was going to bring that up too. I if really let can, you down, Trent. Yeah, I'm going to have to bring you back in. And yeah, you can do I'm going to work on it. Yeah, yeah. I will. Yeah. I'll, I totally will. And I won't come up with the lame Tina Fey thing again because, oh, you know, it was, it was you embarrassing know, for everyone. You're the fourth person to bring that up, <laughs> the whole Tina Fey thing. And I was like, first of all, who's Tina Fey? Yeah, she right. is so 2000 <laughs> years old. She's so Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was an absolute delight. And I wish I knew more and I wish I knew you less. You were great. <laughs> 
<laughs> shut her down, Cupsy. You were great. Thank you. No, you were. Thank you. And uh, and this is great. And I think it's it's also really great. Like what I love about what you're doing is the honesty and the rawness of it, and the funniness of it, and just the fact that you know parenting is kind of especially now packaged in this really glossy, beautiful mm. way that doesn't serve anyone. No. Because you know, I mean, even a really intelligent person can't fully appreciate how hard and how many moments you'll feel like you just are holding in this wall of rage that could just come raining down upon the world, you know? And so I think the more that we kind of talk about the truth of what's going on in families and challenging moments, as well as just the beauty of like, everybody's getting along and laughing or we're all sharing an experience together, you know, that's, it's all true, but often the only thing that gets put out there public facing is like, here we are at Disneyland, nobody's barfing. Big smiles. Yeah, all looking the same. We've yeah. got our, you know, matching T-shirts. So, yeah. yeah, I really appreciate that. And I think more of that, please. I think of the, the insane question that I asked you. Like, did you ever feel insane? I've felt several times. and But I also felt that what you said with Gus when he said, Mommy, you need to go to bed and I'm here for you. I was uh, just, just I was at my wit's end with my, with my kids and I'm just sitting on the floor and I'm crying. And my kids, the little girl comes up and she crawls in my lap. And my little boy just comes around and gives me a hug and they didn't say anything. No. But they just sense that. They sent like the kids have the, this empathy that is so and then I thought, Oh, I am. I am doing okay, I guess. Yeah. You know. They sense this without words, without me saying anything to them. I'm not yelling at them. I'm not saying, you know, I'm not whimpering that I'm doing a terrible job. I'm just like broken. Yeah. And they need to see that that yeah. happens, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I also think, you know, yeah, it's like those moments when you realize, oh, we are like we definitely have a hand in raising these people and they're becoming, you know, you see moments where they're becoming really great people and people mm-hmm. we're proud of. But but it's also just by virtue of the community they're surrounded by and mm-hmm. by the way that we operate every day and the way that we treat each other and the way that we treat our friends and family. You know, like it's it's not any one. It's just like living the life in the best way we can and knowing that they're getting that by osmosis and by you know, diffusion as well, probably, <laughs> and also pipetting. And but yeah, <laughs> and there's some sort of communicable airborne thing absolutely, that they're getting through too. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> absolutely, which you know we might need to get vaccinated against. Yeah. But even though vaccinations don't work. Oh, if my mom, the former nurse, knew that I was on a show <laughs> where those words were uttered, even in jest, <laughs> she would explode. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I was kidding about that. Whatever, it's too late. It's out there. Yeah, I You're drink a vaccination Jenny McCarthy every day. right now. Exactly, and I would like to say that I did actually date Jim Carrey for a wee bit of time. He's a little too handsy. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. and footsie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's really the footsie that's off-putting. Exactly. Yeah, yell at my toes <laughs> in a French accent. <laughs> Finally, someone asked me. Thank you so much. You you. are awesome. You are too. I appreciate your company. Hashtag Trent time. (laughs) I'd like to thank Andrew Paul for producing this episode. I'd also like to thank the Edmonton Community Foundation for the recording space and the support. I'd also also like to thank Nathaniel Sutton of Brother Octopus slash defend the rhino slash whatever it is the heck he's working on for the intro music you can find me at theundad.com or online at theundad on twitter or just type in the undad on facebook or you can email me at trent at thetrentwilkie.com or you can just see me on the street and give me a way too long hug
We just went into ATB about a month ago to the arts branch. Oh, cool. Hallelujah for the arts branch. Yeah. And it was just like the first time Chris and I have ever walked into a bank and not been embarrassed. Yeah. Because it was like, you know, the person who we were dealing with was a former stage manager. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, oh, right, you get us. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. The one yeah. thing they need there, though, is a bank machine. Oh, yeah. That's, that's right, that's eh? The, that's it's the true. Was, was like, uh, ATB, if you're yeah. if you're listening, could you could you get on that <laughs> bank machine? We're grown ups, okay? We understand how money comes out of machines. We don't want people touching. But our also money. Bitcoin, because we're and super Bitcoin. into yeah. Bitcoin. And if we could also have um, what other what other forms of currency are there? Cougar ants. Oh yeah. Milkshakes. <laughs> oh, I'd like to get paid in milkshakes, please. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm lactose intolerant. Well, you, we call it lactose racist. <laughs> I guess I'm also meat racist. <laughs> so, so you're a vegetarian. <laughs> yeah, you're lactose intolerant. I'm actually intolerant. not. No, oh. no, that was just for fun. Yeah, <laughs> I was just trying that on for size. <laughs> Didn't feel good. Yeah, so I backed off. <laughs>